Hey guys, Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast. And my guest today is Rich Putnam, down here was a Fonda, New York. We just did some training, I tried on some different bench shirts, and uh, we're sitting down now. We're going to talk about a little bit about his uh, background in powerlifting. He's been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. How long you been at this? Been on it 21 years. 21 years. Yep. That's almost about how long I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's awesome. Um, so when did you start? Well, I was in high, right after high school. I was uh, 155 pounds in high school. Played sports. Um, got sick of getting sand kicked on me, so I started hitting the local gym, looking for something to do. There wasn't sports or anything to do after high school, so you were a lighter guy. I was real light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. used to run track, basketball, baseball, and then uh, after school, I got into a local world's world's gym and um was up in there for a couple of weeks and a couple of the old timers said hey why don't you try some power lifting i was like what's power lifting so they brought me in under their wing and it's been lifting ever since yeah yeah i i was kind of the opposite i was the big kid <laughs> i had to lose weight so to luckily lose the combo of baseball uh <laughs> we did some training in my gym back home yeah. started with my dad at a young age and uh you know they started dropping the weight but i was total opposite they had to stop feeding me at lunch <laughs> yeah. they couldn't feed me enough fast metabolism yeah so i mean now you know you don't have that problem no nope. big guy what are you weighing in at now uh, 274 wow big big difference yep huge so uh when did you start competing like how long from when you started training to how long you started uh, probably competing? T- like two years after that i did my first uh powerlifting meet out in oswego I believe I benched it. I was a hundred. I had got myself up to 180 pounds, and I benched uh, 205. Now nah, I assume meet. that was a raw meat. Raw meat, yeah. And um, so, when did you start making the transition from raw over to equipment? Um, two years after that, there was a local local guy from Oswego uh, named Chris Burns, but you know Nick. Yeah. And he, I seen him putting this tight shirt. I was like, "What the, what the hell kind of t-shirt is that?" So I went over and asked him. And he was like the man back then. He looked like Hulk Hogan, 132 pounds, yeah. about four foot tall, and uh, he benched uh, 305 that day, weighing in at 132. I was like, "Holy smokes, man! This guy is strong." Well, I imagine then too. It was it was mostly all equipment. Yep. Back then, because there was, I mean, rod hasn't really come into fruition till. You know, a few years yep, back now, exactly. everyone's raw. Everybody's raw. And everyone assumes that was the thing, and equipment wasn't so weird. But back but it then, wasn't. it was like you yeah. just throw something on. And they put these tight shirts on to try to protect the lifters from the long paws. That's how it all originated, is try to protect the lifter from blowing. Yeah, it started off as protective gear, right? Yep. And then it just kind of went from there. Yep, everybody kept tweaking crazier. them and tweaking them tweaking them like a race car until they get the fastest, yeah. strongest thing, you know? Yeah, that's awesome, though. But what, what they have... Uh, back then, I know you got Titan now. You got Inzer. Was they all all around back then? All around back then. The first ones ever out was uh, Inzer and Titan. Inzer and two. Titan. Yeah, and those are two biggest today. Okay, and how'd you do um, that meet? The first meet in the shirt. First meet in the shirt, I did um, two fifty five. Okay, at one hundred eighty pounds. All right, awesome. So, um, I kind of want to talk about you know. Um, we talked about the transition into the equipped lifting, and uh, you recently did the Arnold. Yep. So, you know, long, long after now, you started a while back. Yep. Um, you ended up winning 2018 heavyweight champ. Yep. Uh, how was that whole experience? That was an awesome experience. Being just being up on that main stage from all those people, incredible. Then yeah. able to win. I missed my first attempt trying to touch with a lighter weight I shouldn't have opened with. Had to do it again. They wouldn't let me go up and wait. 
Well, that's a tough thing. I think a lot of people don't realize that with the equipment is you really got to be precise with what you choose for weight. Yes, that's what I, I, I enjoy that experience too because it's more technical, more precise. Mm-hmm. You pick the weights, what tightness of shirt, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's it's not just, it's not as easy as people look. You don't right. just throw weight on and get a boost. A lot of people think the shirt's like a slingshot, yeah. but it's really anything but that. Uh, there's a lot of technique to it as you're handling weight that you couldn't handle raw. Yeah. And uh, it's just a whole different experience. And you got to be real pinpoint with the weight because uh, even today, I tried on your black overkill there yeah. and I couldn't touch. I don't know what we had on the bar. It was like 685, but yeah. the thing just stopped moving. Locked right it up. Wasn't, the yeah, it wasn't enough weight to get down. And um, we threw on a whole other plate after. It was yeah. like throw it on and uh, 765. 765 came right down. Very different experience, just getting more weight on the bar. Yep. Um, but it's tough at a meet, especially with opening weight, mm-hmm. being pinpoint with that weight. I remember watching that lift you had to Arnold, and uh, it was like a 30-second bench, it felt <laughs> yeah. like. It was, if you, count, was if you count it, it was 15 seconds from the start command to the rack command. It was 15 seconds long. I can't even imagine holding <laughs> my breath that long well. and <laughs> trying to get that thing down. <laughs> So it locked up on you and it had to actually pull the bar yeah, down and, probably, and huh? what you were saying about the weight, I weighed in. When I weighed in, I weighed in eight pounds heavier than I normally have ever been in that shirt. Mm-hmm. And so it really locked up and the sweating and everything tightening up because it was a long time from we, when we warmed up, went on the stage, to when I did my first attempt was quite a long time in between. And what was your thought process like going in selecting opener? I know you changed it too. Yep. So I tried change. Was, I changed it to 760, thinking that was the middle of the road. If I hit 760, I should be okay. I was actually worried about you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're 750, I was, I was thinking you'd head up towards 750. but So I just did a 760 opener, go from there, and I was going to go over Powell with the 805, 810. Yeah. just never happened. Yeah. Well, he, he competed lightweight, didn't he? Yeah, he was lightweight, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of guys had some trouble touching our opener there. Yeah, everybody said A lot of bomb outs. Yeah. But that's the tricky thing is just making sure you can get down with that yeah. opener weight. And as soon as people get heavier with it, and it's a lot smoother. Right. It's that damn opener. <laughs> you got to get the, the opener thing. in. Because yeah. a lot of times it's a lighter weight than the shirt really wants to do. You, so. were, you were very active that weekend. You had a lot of lifters. A lot going uh, on. Yep. A lot of lifters on Friday and Saturday, right? Yep. We had Friday and Saturday going on in the XPC show. So there was a lot going on with coaching and helping people yeah. out. And I mean, handling is uh, the whole other job than, itself, yeah. It's just as stressful more as stressful. lifting sometimes. I'd rather lift. So yeah, much more absolutely. stressful. You just want to lift the weight for them. I always say um, when I'm at a meet, if I'm handling someone, it just feels like it goes by forever. Yeah. Um, it's actually a lot more stressful, I think. When I'm lifting, I'm just sitting back on a chair. And you're trying to pick their weights, you know. You're trying to pick their weights, trying to yeah. wrap their knees. And... whole thing goes by when you're lifting. And <laughs> everyone's taking care of you. So it's a much more enjoyable experience. But they're both rewarding. Absolutely. Um, you know, helping, you know, being a coach and helping your lifters out absolutely. is real rewarding as well. Um, but that's a fantastic week. And I was just saying, we, we did a podcast last week, uh, how you, you have to be at the Arnold if you're a lifter. Absolutely. It's just, you feel like you have alone. to be there. Yeah. It's just everyone If you haven't been here, you're a lifter, you're, you ain't seen nothing. Yeah. And it's not even like Columbus is that big of a city. It's nothing like you're going to like Vegas or right. California or something like that. But, yeah. um, it's just everyone congregates to this little city and there's crossfitters, powerlifters, bodybuilders, strongmen, strong yeah, um, cheerleaders which, even. Yeah, and well, I watched and uh, archery too. Right? Yeah, the I was gonna say school. I went next door and watched the archery. Yeah. There's kids shooting arrows and stuff. Awesome. And, yeah. But I enjoyed watching that. 
but it's crazy. Everyone just gets together. It's just a weekend of, of sports, really. And uh, I, I know I have to be there. Like yep. I feel like I have to be yep. there. If I wasn't, I'd be so upset about it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't care if I'm lifting or not. I feel like I have to be have there. To you can't miss that. Yeah. Um, but it's really, really one-of-a-kind experience. And they're all over the world now. Right. I was coaching um, some people in Australia, and they said they're going to the Army. And I was like, wow, you have them in Australia, too. That's awesome. Um, so we may have to go someday. Yeah. So you had a great meet, ended up taking the title. Yep. Uh, what was the final bench? 760. But you've you've handled, you know, up to 1,000. 1,000 pounds, you do an yep. exhibition uh, monster bench right around here. Yep. Uh, what's that when experience? I, that, was, that was an awesome experience. Um, it was an expedition or exhibition. Mm-hmm. I was going to try that weight at the Worlds, but I love that meet so much, and the crowd gets right into it out there. I, I did it at the Cooperstown Exhibition. And yeah. uh, after that, when I locked that weight out, I tore both my triceps minorly. Both of them turned black and blue. Wow, that time? Yep. That you hit the 1,000? And then I had the Worlds meet the month after that, one month from that date. And I hit 725, and I couldn't go any heavier. You know, I was feeling the, the pain in them. So well, I'm sure it's 1,000 pounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you handled weight like that before? Like I know you you did take that weight once before. I've so never like... taken it full distance like that. I was yeah. training I was training with 1,100 pounds off a two-board when I hit that 1,000 pounds. Okay. I think it's key in the in the With bands or straight? Straight weight. Wow. I feel it's key to hit the overloads into the, like a lower board press, either a two-board press or longer arm, three-board press, in order to handle maximum loads. It makes the weight feel lighter in your hands. Yeah. So you were just telling me, we were talking a bit in there, um, that you like doing close grip in the shirt to yep. a board. And I was always a big proponent of uh, doing like uh, two-board close grip raw work. Yep. Um, but very interesting that you, you stay in the shirt and do it for more overload. Yep, more overload, um, and it's working your same groove in the bench shirt, yeah, which and, we compete in. And you said um, you had the reverse bands going. You yep. had a nice setup with the reverse bands, yep. and you're standing there taking off like 150 pounds in the bottom. That's a, I think that's a really cool way to train, get that overload at the overload. top because that's... That lockout's what you're trying to work. Yes, that's really like what it is in the shirt. It's yep. it, changes the strength curve a lot so where you're raw you really have to work off the chest a lot more because yep. that's going to be the weakest part typically well, and the then shirt you don't really need to yeah the shirt that it gives you enough pop to get going yep. but it's up to you to really finish the weight right. ride the right groove have the strength to actually lock it out um what is what's actually your weak point my weak feel? point has been my lockout on my left side since i tore my pack it's mm-hmm. been tough that specific um, side mostly yeah, specific side yeah so you've been doing a lot of the shirted, yeah. close grip, two board stuff. Is there any other exercise you like doing? You talk about dips. Yeah, I do uh, seated dips. So I take uh, and sit on one bench and put my feet up on another bench, hands to the sides, and I lo- load the plates on my legs and do tons of dips. Yeah, that seems like that's a good that, one. That's that lockout groove uh-huh. of the bench. Yeah, we, we're always playing around with new tricep stuff because yeah. there's, there's a million ways to do triceps. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. we'll have something programmed in the gym and uh someone will come up to me and they'll be like this is bothering me or something like that i'm like find another one find something else you know, there's like a thousand the ways yeah. to do triceps you <laughs> yeah. know and a, we find unique ways hurts, to train do yeah and we find unique ways to train triceps all the time yeah but you know that's a fun of training it's just being creative for what you got absolutely finding new ways to hit things and you're always you always feel smoked after if you get a new <laughs> yeah, variation in you always feel smoked yeah you're hitting something different so I want to talk about the shirt a little bit, as I imagine a lot of our listeners are probably interested in that side of um, quip lifting in, a, in the shirt and everything, yep. and what that actually 
uh, is like. Um, why don't you kind of explain in the process of getting it on, like what you'd recommend for a starter, like starting out in the shirt? Because I'm sure you have a lot of people come in and they've never Absolutely. done any shirt invention yeah. for. Uh, like, what's the process starting out? Starting out, I always try to get them to get their. I have you shirt in the gym for them to try out. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to have your own shirt and learn the groove in your own shirt. Yeah, you have a lot of shirts in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started out, I was with uh, Karen's for a long time. She got out of business, and then I switched over to Injures for a little while. And then I was in Overkill um, for five years. And recently I switched to um, Anderson's for the uh, Titan Super Katanas. Mm-hmm. They've, been, they've really stepped up their game with the Super Katanas. It's one hell of a shirt. Yeah, I just tried that on today, and um, very, very different to what I'm used to. Yeah. I've mostly just worn Inzer SDPs. It's got um, so much support, and the pop out of the hole with that KLA Super Collar is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, especially with that, that collar. Yeah. Um, it was very different than what I was used to, but I liked it a lot. Um, is uh, Paired to the SDP, I would come down with it, and there's... It was a little harder. It was more of a fine groove to touch, but then the pop was unreal. I wasn't expecting it. The weight kind of just flew back, Um, and it carried all the weight through. I had no problem with lockout. Usually with the SDP, I'll get right near the end, and then just that final little bit of extension. I told you that last little bit with my torn pec on that side is what hinders me, but with this shirt, it brings me right to the lockout. It's really picking up my game now. So what would you recommend a uh, shirt starting out for a beginner? You think they should just jump into it, or should they you know, kind of work with something lighter and work up to a multiply? What's your whole philosophy on that? Depending if they're going to do, do, compete single-ply or multiply. If there's multiply feds around, I say jump right into multiply right, right off the bat and get used to it. Yeah, no, that's, that was always my approach. Like I know a lot of people are like... I always tell people about racing. Like I'm not going to take, say I got a uh, station wagon, I'm going to step it up to a Mustang and race it on the racetrack. When there's modifieds down there, I should be getting yeah. used to because that's what we're going to race with. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's how I always looked at it. I know everyone's always asking, should I start you know, with just a, a slingshot or should I start with just single ply and yeah. work through? And I'm just like, why don't you just get it and yeah. start working with it? Same thing, you, know? like, you kind of grow out of it like fast because like, like a motorcycle, you get a, uh, say, Harleys, you get a sport, you get a Sportster and like, Two months later, you outgrew the sports, and now you need a rope king. Instead of just going right to the one you're going to be using for, yeah. for the long haul. Absolutely. Uh, do you know anything about sizing for, for those shirts? Is usually um, like a best recommendation, rec- recommendation I would give is your chest around measurement. Mm-hmm. So on my chest around is a 50. I take a size 50 in my double ply. So that would be under the arms? Yeah, under the arms, right around, the, around chest. the chest. Yeah. So someone starting The arms out, can be altered from there because a lot of times people got different size arms to the chest. The, those can all be altered. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about the shirts in specific. There's so many ways to adjust them yep. and alter them. Techniques. It's, it's really, you know, you'll you'll play around with it and you'll get a feel for it. And yep. then you'll start to you know, get awareness of what you need to do to it to yep. perform optimally. But you don't get any of that with raw. No, I mean, no, it's that. your strength. Yeah, your strength, and that's it. And also, it, I believe it keeps. Since I tore my pec, I have not been out of gear uh-huh. because I feel it protects us, keeps us tight, keeps us solid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Keeps guys that are in gear in the game a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I'm 41 years old, still feel like I haven't even started. You know. Yeah, we had someone on. Um, he's in the mid 40s now. 
and he's just transitioning over to the geared side of things. But a big reason is just to kind of promote that longevity because yeah. he's getting older. You know, he's not getting any younger, right. and uh, you know he wants to do it for a while. And he just kind of got into it in the past year or so. But he's already had some injuries, and he just wants to keep going with it. So he jumped in. He got a shirt, got the briefs. He's been loving it. So I, I really feel like the whole geared lifting thing is starting to make its way back. It's coming back again. For whatever reason, I think it kind of was a big influx of raw lifters, and now they're all either maybe hitting plateaus or getting procured their interests. Injuries. With, yeah, injuries. And um, now everyone's starting to try things on. Yep. <laughs> you know, I love it because you know, it's, it's really what I love now. And, uh, it just steps up the game so much more. There's so much more involved into it. Yeah, so much more. More thinking it, and more technical stuff. and Much, much different. Um, so we kind of talked about someone getting into a shirt. You recommend just going for it. You know, if they're going to do multiply, Absolutely. just go for yep. it. Um, usually with the tight shirts, Find somebody shirts, to help right? with you. If you got nobody around that knows anything about shirts, look us up. I'm sure you're willing to help, yeah. Nick. I'm always willing to help. I'll take phone calls all day long and help people out. So uh, start with chest circumference and, and yep. size that up with size a tight shirt. Yep. All right, so when you call if you call down to Anderson Powerlifting, they'll walk you right through. You take your measurements, they'll walk you right through. Usually, you everyone's very up. helpful. Very yeah. helpful, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's a great tip for someone just looking to get into it. Just do it, and you know, I tell people that all the time. I'd recommend just doing it. Just get into it. Get yeah. your own shirt. I totally Stop recommend dipping the toes and just jump yeah. in. You know, what everybody's I mean? shirt fits differently. You should just get your shirt and work your groove in your shirt. Do you have any specific tips for making shirt adjustments maybe as you go through attempts so you want to pull the collar down or do you do any pinching in the triceps? Yeah, with, my, yeah, with mine, I, I tend to leave the collar up for my opener, leave the belt off so because it makes it a little looser that way. Mm-hmm. And the more you pull it down, it makes it tighter and tighter. And then so you, you don't put, a belt put the belt on, really on at all for I, the opener? Not, not for the opener, no. Okay. I leave it right loose. So the collar's right probably up high, like you yep. said. Uh, but it makes it a lot easier to touch. A lot touch easier to touch. And right on the bottom of the lift, which is usually the hardest, like inch, inch and a half, um, that's where it really starts to let the shirt pull up a little bit so I can touch easier. Yeah. Because I don't need all that shirt on my opener. Yeah. I need no, it for you my just, final You just want to touch something yeah. and get in the meat. <laughs> get in the meat and go. So after that, uh, you'll put the belt on. Yep. And then do you make, say you're going for a big third, because there's something they're going to do different. I pull it down. I make sure the armpit's pulled in. I pull the sides down, twist my arms in the sleeve. So basically, if you're in the sleeve, I twist my arms out to the right and have the shirt sleeve pulled in. Okay. If I'm going for a huge maximum of time. And what does that do? Just kind of torque the collar? It torques the arms. So okay. it torques the arms, so it throws you out of the hole harder. All right. And yeah, faster. I think um, I've been playing around with that modification a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I still want to, you know, feel the difference between yeah. them, but... Definitely know what you're saying about leaving the belt off for the opener, making that smoother to touch. Smoother to touch. Uh, we actually and even learning the shirt. I think for somebody first timer, should leave the belt right off. It could make it a shirt a little bit easier to work with and work that groove with the collar up. Yeah. Get touching weights. They need to touch full reps. Mm-hmm. You know, doing three boards and two boards for beginners. You know, it's yeah. Just work your way down. There. Yeah, work down. Now, what's your opinion on boards versus just floating weight? Do you do any of that? I don't personally like the float weight. I like to hit something and push out. Uh-huh. Um, there's two sides of it. Some don't like boards. Some do like boards. I like boards as an accessory, but we really need to be touching weights full of distance. Yeah. It's totally different. The last, I mean, anybody can board press, say, ton of weight, but that last inch and a half is crucial. Yeah, big, big difference between <laughs> a half board and no board. And that shirt <laughs> locks up, and you got to get it to go another inch and a half. It's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know what floating the weight is, it's just pretty much... 
um, riding out that groove like you normally would, but at yeah. some point it's expected the shirt's probably going to start locking up on you. Um, usually where you'd have a board, you would just press back. Yeah. So it is a little bit different. You're not yeah. really coming down to something. There's no extension of Same your chest. Same thing. I warm up my shirt with a, with a four board, three board, two board, one board, and touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've Each always side. liked the boards myself. Yeah. I just like that feeling of landing it, and I'm... I actually, I'll let the board, I don't, not like a heave, not like you're really sinking that weight, but I do like to unload a little bit of that yep. weight to get a feel, and then let you get that in. pop right back, yep. you know. So it's not like a spoto press for Right. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. that would suck. And um, as you felt today, the pop out of them super katanas is unreal. Yeah, that thing flew up. And yeah. I think it was the tighter arms, too, that helped a lot. Yep. Uh, I never really had that before. That was the tip I gave you today. If you can get your hands out, the shirt's yeah. not tight enough in the arms. Yeah. Because that's not going to carry you to your lockout. Now, if you've got a hard time getting your arms out to the bar, that's yeah. your lockout. Yeah. No, I, I just started experiencing that. Because I never really had a, a tight, tight shirt yeah. until I bought this SDP. Um, wasn't really liking how the triple ply felt. Uh, felt like you were kind of punching into a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with this, it was like the same feeling. Hard to get the, the uh, hand out. So I was kind of used to that with the tight shirt. But right off the chest flew right up right to lockout no trouble with the lockout which i was really surprised with it was very easy to kind of stabilize the weight at yep. the top uh didn't float anywhere on me so i'm really excited to get my hands on one of those and <laughs> and play around with it some more absolutely um yeah it was a lot of fun today and i it was interesting too we had the uh what was that a quadruple ply ram yep that thing had Four a bunch of layers on it i don't even know how many there were yep. but um we threw that on, and we you guys pulled it down pretty good, so it did mimic a shirt. Yeah. Uh, but I'm almost I almost feel sometimes I perform better with the collar, even with a shirt a little higher. higher. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just because I don't go down that. I far. believe it's your grooves. Your your yeah. setup is really good, and your the stroke is, is so much shorter. Yeah. That's why. I imagine someone with a longer stroke, they're yeah. gonna touch a lot lower because you keep riding that bar down. Keep riding it down. Um, but, yeah, I've always felt more comfortable, I think, with the, the collar a little bit higher. Right. But I've never tried anything like that, so I'm not – that kind of reassured to me that, you know, I, I do feel better with the collar a little higher. Yep. So it's all just trying different training and, and learning what works best not for you. Not everybody's the same. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's just – it's crazy. We tried on, like – it must have been, like, three, four different shirts today. <laughs> and I, that was kind of my goal. I just wanted to see, um, you know, how each one performed different. Yep. And it's crazy to see the difference between shirt to shirt. Yep. It really is a big, big difference. Even the same shirt can, you know, perform differently Absolutely. sometimes. Depending on where it's placed on you. Yeah. Uh, so you recently just got a sponsorship with Anderson Powerlifting. Yep. Congrats on that. Thank you. And, um, you know, you must be really excited about oh, that. Oh, excited, yeah. It's best, an awesome team Best company in the world. Absolutely best. Yeah, Hands I've used down. them in the past. Everything comes in really quick. And Their service is by far the best. You call them on the phone. They're very helpful on the phone. And your stuff comes within a couple of days. What's the website for that so everyone can go check them out? www.andersonpowerlifting.com. Real simple. Yep. And <laughs> use code GORILLA in the comment section. Yeah, so how's that? So if you order something, um, when you're checking out, there's probably a comment section. Yep. And your team actually has, uh, you have a, if you put GORILLA in the In, in the, the comment section, yeah. it, helps, it helps me out because they see who I've helped out and who's ordering stuff from yeah, them. And, and you, keeps you, my relationship you help a lot going. of people out. Uh, over here getting yep. in shirts and uh, you got a huge crew over here all the time i'm seeing uh, facebook live you're yep. training a lot of times and i'm seeing tons of people over here um 
And if you don't know his setup, I mean, you're out here upstate New York, yeah. right? Got a lot of yard space, at least where I'm used yeah. to being from Long Island. <laughs> and uh, you, you just said, uh, today, come around to the white barn. And I'm like, all right, it's just like a little shed or something. I didn't know what to expect. And you got this other thing. It looks like a house. You got like a second house in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> and walking in, um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but you got this really awesome atmosphere. It's a hardcore yeah, you got all the trophies hanging up and different pictures way back when, too. Yeah. And, you know, you got a few older pieces of equipment. I know you were looking to get some newer stuff yep. in, too. Yep. And uh, this is a really awesome setup. But that's that's what I like about Powerful is just those, those basement gyms or the garage Absolutely. gyms and everyone getting together. It's really the, the team aspect of it. Yep. And it's cool how you have everyone coming by here. And you, you think place like this too? I mean, how many people are actually you know, doing sport like this? Yeah, <laughs> we got quite a few around the area. Yeah, so we got a few everyone... that come in from Syracuse, which is probably an hour and a half for them. A couple from Utica, Ohio, about forty-five minutes. Stevie and a couple of the other guys come from Saratoga, it's about forty minutes. So within a, within an hour and a half, people mm -hmm. come regularly. Yeah, it's uh, it's really a different atmosphere than anything. You probably experienced. I mean, training at commercial, a commercial gym, gym is nothing. Totally different. Nothing compared to getting out and yeah. just training with like power with the team yeah. in a place like this. You need just guys like, that do the same exact thing and have uh, the same exact goals in mind. Just like the learning going on yeah. with everyone. I can see today, um, everyone's just kind of offering different tweaks and adjustments and yeah. uh, trying on this and that and finding what works. Yeah. And that's how you get better. Even myself, still learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's always something I, you can learn from somebody. I learned a ton today, and that's something. That you know, you just switched a belt up today, and your arch, your belly and arch went up inch, two inches. Oh yeah, that was that was an incredible difference. Like yeah. I knew that the thicker belt was kind of preventing me from arching a little bit, yeah. but I didn't know to what degree. Because yeah. with raw work, I didn't really notice the difference. Yeah, but raw in the shirt, yeah, right? Totally different ball game. Yeah. So especially on the bottom yeah. end of touching, mm -hmm. an inch or so can make a huge difference in a bench yeah. press. And you all had um, that belt from Anderson. Yep, KLA. Yeah, yep. I definitely want to get that as well because it, it was a fast clip. You had the lever on it. Yep. Um, a bench belt, people don't know. Is it a little bit thinner? I know the width yeah, is different. Yeah, it's a 10 millimeter, so density, it's a little bit thinner than a more normal powerlifting belt. A lot and it's about It's two inches wide, so it really gives you just a... It's basically just to hold your belt down or mm -hmm. your shirt down from riding up. So you're still able to achieve a good arch... The shirt kind of already pins you down a yeah. lot more. It's hard, really hard to get a good setup in the shirt. Yep. Things change a bit. Um, so that belt holds your shirt in place, yep. but allows you to create arch, that arch. Harder. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's definitely something I'm going to be getting as well. Because <laughs> that, that alone made a huge difference too. Yep. Um, but you, you don't want to bench, you know, unless it's an opener. You don't usually want to bench without a belt. Right. Because then your shirt's moving all Move, over the place. Moving, so yeah. having something's important there. Uh, I remember, I think that was that me, I first met you, Monster Bench. Yeah. I had, the shirt um, blew out. Yeah, the shirt. <laughs> I don't know if anyone knows that story, but um, I thought drying it would tighten it up. Yeah. I think that was probably a wrong move. No. Nope. Yeah. I, I had in the dryer tighten it up. Because the single plies, they stretch real quick. Right, so I was yeah, like, yeah. man, this thing's already starting to loosen up on me. Yeah. So, um I dried it. The first two attempts, while they were kind of all over the place, you know, they came up. Yeah. But that last one, I took, I think it was 450 then. Yeah. Uh, I took it down, and I was like, man, I'm nailing this groove. It's going to come up great. <laughs> the whole time in my head, I'm like, I, I nailed this one. 
and then all of a sudden just snap snap what a, snap. What a noise yeah, luckily it was you guys too. were there to get it and um i remember the first thing afterwards y'all came up to me with an overkill shirt and were like hey try this <laughs> and um i would have been all over that you know looking back i would have been like yeah let's just take it for a ride but i literally that two weeks before then um guy at the gym uh like our coach then he uh, he showed me this this like crazy video where this guy dropped four hundred pounds raw on his chest yeah. and he walked around fine, but I guess he actually ended up passing away like after like he died because internal bleeding. Internal bleeding yeah. So in my head, I'm like, oh shit, is that happening to me? <laughs> yeah. So it was in my head the whole time. Yeah. So um, I was like, maybe I should I should pass just, on this. One. Yeah. But yeah, looking back, I I kind of regret I wanted to take that thing for a ride and the overkill because I nailed that group, but. Um, yeah, that was a really fun time. And you guys are there every year. Yeah, you we go every year. It's a great meet. Meets. It gets a lot of people in there, a lot of spectators. And Cooperstown. Run pretty smoothly and fast. Mm -hmm. It's a very laid-back meet, good for beginners. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a touch-and-go meet. Touch-and-go so meet. It's not yeah. as strict as a, a regular crowd. powerlifting meet. It seems like there's a great crowd every year, especially when you hit a 1,000. Yeah. I remember everyone standing up cheering. I mean, yeah, there's a better awesome ovation feeling. than you get sometimes the Arnie with all those right, people. Right, exactly. Yeah. All those people watching. So uh, that's a really cool meet. And I yeah, saw all the trophies you got up in the gym for that. Yep. They're a life-changing experience. You know, they all are. They're all great experiences. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking, too, about the traveling aspect of yep doing meets and how that's so fun based that are on your vacations yeah <laughs> they turn into vacations quick uh i wanted to ask you a couple more quick things so you were you've been doing this for a long time and you said 21 years yep. and you trained with a lot of guys yep. um what are some of the guys you trained with and you know, what are some tips you took away from them at the time one of the biggest things um Back when I first started, I was training with Bill Crawford, Metal Militia, because he changed my gro groove totally. I was totally a flat back bencher, changed me into an arch bencher, and basically not being afraid of weight, put weight on the bar. Mm -hmm. You know, the mental aspects of it. Yeah, that's something you were telling me, and I've just been throwing weight on yeah. the bar. And, hey, you got to Hey, do you don't that. know until you it's miss. You know, when you miss, that's a goal to hit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And work around that way, whether it's in the board, start working that weight till you can get it all the way down. You know, you can start with it. You know, and you can feel if it's strength or technical too. Absolutely, so you can get that feel. Yep. What you're missing, how you're missing that lift. Mm -hmm. and until you miss a lift, you know you can't be afraid of failures. Failures happen all the time. Yeah, that's how champions are built, right there. Is learn from their failures and what it takes to to work that weakness. Yeah, that's it's huge. I think we did a whole podcast on just learning from all. Absolutely, we were talking about all the times we fail. Failures are actually good. People sometimes that's get upset thing. in the gym when they when they miss a lift. But I was like, that's the best thing you could have happened because now I know what, what you need to work on. Yeah, we have um, some people that just, they'll fail, like a rep max day or something, yeah. and just, like, leave the gym. Oh, it kills them. It, it, yeah, yeah. I, I just... Mentally uh, drains them. Yeah, we've had a guy, like, miss... Uh, he did the whole meet. He missed a warm-up in the back and, like, left. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a great opportunity. I love when I fail because then I always learn yeah, something absolutely. from I always come back stronger. And you don't know um, if you can do it if you, unless you try it. Yeah. No, you really don't, especially in a shirt. I mean, anything can yeah. happen. Um, so anyone else in particular you can count back on? I know you said you were training with Ryan Canelli, and he's, yep. he's you know, obviously super he's strong back in the day. One, one of the top guys. Arms, yep. What did he hit, 1075? Yep. So is that is that currently world record? 1102 is the most ever. Yeah, that was like Tiny, Tiny Maker. maker yep. But he, uh, I guess they didn't really count that they officially. Count, right. I mean, it counts to me. But yep. <laughs> seeing that video, <laughs> that's a whole, that whole lot of weight, yeah. Just because it was a fat pad. You might pad. question the yeah, fat pad and lockout. Yeah. 
Well, so. yeah, trained back with uh, Scott Mendelson for for a little bit here and there. You know, when they used to travel around, just tra- train at their gym for once or twice because you can always learn from somebody. Yeah, I take people into all the time my place too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel giving back to sport. You know, I would have never been in a sport if it was, wasn't for those couple old guys that gym that one day that brought me over. They didn't have to bring in a young kid into their mm-hmm. what they were doing, but they came over and asked me, and yeah. I've always given back ever since. Matter of fact, my gym's still free. I don't charge anybody at my gym. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because every time you ask them how they got started, it's always like a couple old guys. Couple old guys got <laughs> yeah. Couple old guys <laughs> ask me in, or or you're interested into it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to go ask them if you see somebody powerlifting because powerlifters are most generally ninety nine percent of the time very well. Yes. Yeah, they are probably the scariest looking guys, but, but the nicest guys. The nicest That's guys. Really, I've met so yeah. many nice people in the sport. Yeah, I think everyone's very intimidated at first. They just see a bunch of like, yeah. shaven heads and right. huge beards and and like, trucks. Out of here. Yeah. So, but you know, they're probably the nicest people. Yeah. And everyone really started lifting. You know, probably covering up a lot of insecurities, whether it was you know being overweight yeah. or being underweight. And I was gonna I was gonna touch on that also the self esteem issues. I've had quite a few. They can't. You know, even younger guys in, in school that just don't have a sport to do that I brought yeah. in. I've had a guy, you know, one Tier Morford. Mm-hmm. Um, and he first came into my gym, he was on his toes, and he was nervous and, like, barely would walk in the door, wouldn't talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. And it changed his self-esteem. So, I mean, he's an unbelievable lifter now. Oh, yeah, now uh, you wouldn't even know that. Yeah. Like, he, uh, he's very uh, personable. You know, he'll, he'll talk to you. He'll yep. love talking to you. He'll talk to many yep. people. Um, and he is a great lifter now. So I'm surprised that he even was, uh, you know, that uh, intimidated at first. Yep. But that's usually everyone's. Like First you said, self-esteem thing. issues with some some of the kids. You know, they don't have a sport; they get picked on. Well, everyone's got like them. But once you start, but once you get into a sport like this, and everybody's rooting for you, like power powerlifting, everybody's rooting for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's rooting for you, cheering you on, no matter if you're lifting a hundred pounds or you're lifting a thousand pounds. You know, it's the same effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I guess one more thing too. Uh, have you done any full power meets? I meant to ask. I have. That I did. The last one I did was the IPA Worlds in Canada. I hit an eight seventy five squat. A 725 bench, that was the one I was telling you where I had my torn triceps so I couldn't go any heavier on the bench, mm-hmm. and a 550 deadlift. Have I do you... enjoy it, but bench has always been my strong suit, and it always seems like there's a big bench meet I'm training for, so yeah. I basically train all three, but I haven't trained heavy all three. Have you um, done a lot of full power over that 21 years, or has it been mostly benching? Yeah, I started out full power. Yeah. A, little, a couple bench meets, and then full power got big, and then bench was huge for a while. Kind of in the middle there with WPO days. Mm-hmm. And then um, I feel full power got big because it got into the raw. And the raw full power was huge. But now it seems like bench is really coming back big with the geared again. Yeah. Yeah, I see everyone that gets into the geared lifting mostly on bench. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to start on bench and yeah. go from there. But You know, uh, they don't get much geared lifters deadlift-wise. They don't get a ton out of the suits. It takes yeah, a special technician to get a lot out of the suit. Squat, you need a lot of squat, people. Squat, you need a lot of people. It's very you get difficult. hurt fast, mm-hmm. very difficult, yeah. Yeah, bench is easy, you throw it on. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say easy, but it's, uh, and I guess, an easier learning curve yep, compared absolutely. to most. Um, but one more thing before we you know, head out here. Uh, what's next for you? I know you're training for the Arnold yep. again, 2019. I'm going, yep, I'm going out to the... Las Vegas, Olympia, come out to the booth, the uh, Anderson booth. I'll be in the booth there working out with them. That's going to be a great experience with Bill Kazmaier and everybody out there. And then September 29th, last man standing for the Arnold qualifier. That'll be out in Ohio, Dan Degg, XPC. So um, it's a whole totally new 
way of training. We got to start yeah. out 660. It's kind of strongman style, uh, starting out 660 and 25-pound uh, jumps from there. So it's going to be an endurance training type of deal. Yeah. And it's going to be a thing where you got to play with your bench shirts also to see which weight you're going to hit with what. Yeah, I will be out there with you. You know, we're kind of doing the same ones. And, uh, yeah, that opener, I think, is going to challenge a lot of people because yep. they're going to have to figure out a shirt that they yeah, can get that, that weight down. With, and they're going to have to have a shirt that they can make the distance with. And It's uh, going to be interesting to see how far it goes. You know, if it's, yeah, if I'm, it's, I'm wondering. If it's going to get near 800 or not with uh, how many attempts we got to do in a row. Yeah, if you're pushing through the 800s, uh, you, someone has to hit at least like seven, eight benches <laughs> yeah. by that point because yeah. it's only climbing 25 pounds for 660. Right. So you're talking a lot of benches. Thinking on a crowd aspect, as for a spectator, it's going to be one hell of a show. Oh, to watch yeah, it'll be a great year. show. Um, there's, I have a little doubts in my mind about the length because I don't know how long this will actually go, yeah. but um, it should definitely be interesting. I, we just did like four or five benches in there, and my like forearms started screaming. <laughs> so the endurance thing's definitely something. I can't imagine getting like eight attempts and yeah. the bar just keeps going. Every time I let go of the bar, there's like more shooting out yeah. of my forearm. But, I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited for it because I'm used to a big volume. I do a lot of volume, normal training. You do a lot. I Today do I had less. my wisdom tooth pulled Thursday, so the pressure was too much with four stitches in there, and it's still swollen. So I did I did three attempts today, but normally I do quite a few attempts. Used to yeah. the volume. No, I see you do a lot in the shirt. Yeah, um, I try. I always, I always practice in my shirt because that's the way we compete. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of stuff in my bench shirt. So I'm used to that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting approach. Is getting yeah. in it more and you know you're not gonna take you're not gonna take your warm up laps. Going back to the race car deal again, but you're not take your warm up laps in your normal vehicle and then go out there and race car. You know. Yeah. You're practicing yeah, race car so you can learn the groove, learn the speed of it. Yeah. Learn what weight it takes to touch and build your strength in it. Yeah. I've actually been um, liking some of those uh, training tools such as the Magnum Ram and, and like yeah, that quadruple ply yeah. ram you had. Is now you can almost train that Mimic a shirt. Groove, yeah. But without maybe, tearing your shirt off. Yeah. Yeah. Without ruining yeah. the shirt. And sometimes it's a little bit more comfortable on you than your shirt is on your arms and stuff like that, especially the tight arms. Yeah. Because it beats you up. It beats you up. Absolutely. All right, so you got that meet coming up next, and then obviously you'll be back at the Arnold. Be the Arnold. I'll be watching that. Absolutely. You'll be uh, defending the uh, the belt. The title. That's Can't a nice wait. looking belt. Yeah, it's a I heavy looking it. belt. It's so, awesome. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun, and it's going to be a big win for lightning. me. You know, yeah. I competed in Bench America one, Bench America two, but this that win, although it wasn't my most weight I've ever lifted, the experience was unbelievable, and it was a, mm-hmm. you know, everybody had the same, same things they had to overcome for that meet, so it was yeah. a good win. That was uh, that was really awesome seeing you, and then Jamie won the lightweights, yeah, he's lightweights and he's yeah. been real instrumental helping me out in the Absolutely. shirt over the years too. So me nice and Jamie to started training to together when we trained with Bill Crawford. We trained together on Friday nights up there. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, another guy helps everybody out. There's plenty of people around now. We were just talking the other day that there's literally we used to have to travel states to find meets. There's literally within oh, yeah, 30, everywhere. 40 miles of everybody. There's a meet. Yep. Everywhere, you know, more meats, every more feds everywhere. It's great so to see things growing. Anybody's interested in the equipment or the shirts, don't hesitate to give me a shout. Yeah. So where can we uh, where can we find you? Social media, yeah, social email, media, whatever. Yeah, Bench Freak on um, social media. So for at Facebook. Bench Freak, is yeah. there anything in between there? Just all I got Rich word. Putnam on on the Facebook. My phone number. I can give my personal phone number is five one eight eight five seven eight six three seven. If you want to hook up with me on there. Um, Gorilla Pack Powerlifting Team on Facebook, Bench Freak. 
So if anyone is interested in reaching out, learning more about the equipment, and even if you're in this area, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to Rich. Uh, very helpful guy and great uh, team training atmosphere. And I'm sure he'd love to help you out, get you in a shirt. And Absolutely. He could try that out. So don't That's hesitate to reach out. Um, and, you know, where you can find us, uh, at Big Benches on the YouTube, Big Benches. And then, um, you know, make sure if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, please, please give it a five-star review. Drop a comment. Um, always much, much appreciated. And uh, thanks for listening in. We got one more thing. Yeah. Uh, a couple shout-outs to Anderson Powerlifting. Now that I'm hooked up with Anderson Powerlifting, I can really help everybody out with their, with their gear and anything they need. That company is number one. I'll stand by them until forever. And the other one is I picked up since the Arnold was um, impactnutrition315.com. Mm-hmm. So anybody that uses code on, you can order online. He carries everything. He's a very helpful guy. He has all the newest supplements in the world. Yeah, um, a lot of great supplementation for absolutely. recovery. It's helped me out a lot. This is the guy who sends me the top-of-the-line stuff every month. Um, and for anybody that I come in contact to, he, he gives 10% off his website, so whatever you order. So if you use code GORILLA in the, as the code, you'll save 10% off your total order with him. And what have you been uh, using recently that's been really so my, uh With Keith O'Dell, he's had me on a regimen of creatine with beta-alanine before my workout, pre-workout. And during the workout, I drink a BCAAs from Optima, which is an unbelievable tasting, great product. And after my um, workout, I take in glutamine. Yeah, I'm sure all that helps a ton. Yeah, of, it's huge. Yeah, especially lifting the weight. Just, in the reco- just yeah. the, getting through the workout and feeling the muscles during the workout and then the recovery afterwards has been huge. Especially at 41 years old. I, need yeah. recover. I don't recover as fast as I used to. Yeah. So you can get all that from Impact Nutrition, right? Yeah, impactnutrition315.com. All right. So check that out. Check andersonpowerlifting.com out. And then in the comments, you can use uh, Code Gorilla. Code Gorilla. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Benchcast.